This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening. We have lots to cover in the second hour, including uh, giving out uh, my prize. Nobody has won it yet. The Womanizer, which is only happens to be the best sex toy out there on the market for a number of reasons. I'm going to be talking about orgasms a little bit later on in the program. And uh, also I'm going to be talking about those perfectly imperfect relationships and why they can be a good thing. Also, will old-fashioned marriage tips help you in today's world? And what's the real shame about sexuality the one we have to worry about. And can you get things stuck in weird places? <laughs> well, it's not a weird place. Um, in just places that you wouldn't think of. Yes, you can. And what would you do about it? I'm going to tell you here. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, and I'm going to be talking about the different types of orgasms that you can have. And you can have like 78 different types, 76 at least. <laughs> That's what? the spirit with the womanizer anyway. <laughs> Which I'm giving out to somebody who calls and guesses the the age where sex is the best, according to research, that one year where people have reported the best sex. What is it? 25, 32, And is it really weighted 41. that much to that one year? It's weighted that much. Wow. Yes, it is, according to this study. And you know, <laughs> 100% of statistics, you know what they say about that. Um, but first and foremost, I want to read a couple of emails that I received. This one comes from across the pond, so bear with me if I belt into a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Maureen, I'm writing to you from across the pond. My husband and I listen to your sex show on CKNW on the free download on iTunes. We've been married for 70 years, Maureen, and I'm every bit in love with my Philip since the day I married him, in spite of his (coughs) baggage. The problem is there's no nookie in the royal bed. I wanted to go out with a bang, and I do believe my dear Philip desires the same. As you know, all must remain within the palace walls, and so I could only go to my own children about some advice, which was dodgy at best. Charles told me to show some more skin. Skin? I am showing skin. It's all down around my ankles. And, well, Andrew told me I should have an extramarital affair, as that would increase my arousal. How could I possibly be more aroused? How dare he? Their advice is so dodgy. I do hope you'll have some better sex tips for me. You see, even the queen has intimacy in her long-term relationship of 70 years. I suppose I would have stayed with Philip, however, had I been able to live in a castle and be able to run England. The rest of us have been banished to just thinking of England or what we have on the next day or what color to paint the ceiling or some other guy. Anyway, I was talking to some women about initiating sex with their husbands. That seems to be a pretty common complaint amongst men. And the women were like, yeah, no, they never initiated. I was like, well, I suppose there are some women who still jump their husband's bones in a marriage. They were like, yeah, maybe if they have a new husband, a really new husband. Like a guy who's only been their husband for like a year. And then they were like, no, a month. No, a week. (laughs) One day. Or then there's always going to be those people like the woman who commented recently on my TEDx talk. And if you haven't seen my TEDx talk, it's on YouTube. It's called The No Sex Marriage, Masturbation, Cheating, Loneliness, and Shame. And I knew I was going to let the cat out of the bag on this one. And in fact, I told the TEDx organizers that I would be letting 
the cat out of the bag on this because six, nearly six and a half million people have actually viewed this in just over a year. But one woman wrote, and of course, there's, there have been great comments, like the comments are, are the best. <laughs> and I, I try and answer most of them. Um, but there have been lovely, gracious comments, and there have been nasty comments, and there have been uh, lewd comments, and there, but, you know, it's a mixed bag, but for the most part, people people have been very gracious. But this one woman wrote, because of course this is going to strike a nerve, the, the topic of a sexless marriage is going to strike a nerve um, with people, you know, thinking I'm talking about them or they're going to get defensive. So one woman wrote, I've been married for 25 years. It's never been sexless. This is a bunch of BS. Overanalyzing these things is the problem. And then I just wrote back and said something about, um, what about infidelity? Uh, <laughs> And no, I said, nobody ever said it was good sex, <laughs> did they? Anyway, I, I went right back at her. And then there was this nasty guy. And uh, he said that I was so annoying that if I were the last woman on earth, he would simply do without. And then he said, awful, plain awful. And I, what a guy. I wrote back and said, right back at you. I haven't even seen you. Anyway. How can I just let you walk away? (laughs) (laughs) Just take a look at me now. Nonetheless, we're going to talk to Alex. He's on the line. Hello, Alex. Hi. uh, Yeah, it's me speaking. Oh, great. I thought it was you, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because it says Alex on the board. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to win a prize right here, right? Are you? Yeah, I'm trying to win it for my auntie. For your auntie, like, do you think that's appropriate? <laughs> do you know what the prize is? Well, she she's single and she's older than I am, so I think it's if if I were to. Uh, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay, and how old is your auntie? Auntie, uh, as I would say. I don't say. want to say. I don't want to say for for her own uh, privacy. I guess. Okay, is she like you know 35, 40? Uh, she's uh, quite older than me. Like 70. <laughs> No, 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 not not that old. She looks like my age, basically. She looks like your age. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're 31. You know the question, do you? Uh, what is the question exactly? The year, <laughs> the best year of sex. What do you think the best year of oh. sex for people is? Uh, 25 turning 26. Okay. And and what's that based on, Alex? Is that your own experience? Yes, my own experience. Okay. Oh, dog days ahead. That was a few years ago. What's the future like for you? If the best years were 25 and 26. Uh, What's the future like? Yeah. Well, I'm currently single, so uh, yeah. So there's hope. There's optimism there, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry, but you didn't come close to the number. I'm sorry, Alex. I really want to give one to everybody. It's all yeah, guys that have called. Like, where are the women calling about yeah. their own pleasure? Right? Yeah. You got to own it, ladies. You got to own your pleasure. It takes work. You got to own your sexuality. You got to strut your stuff, and the womanizer will help you. Alex, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. And I hope you do find somebody. You know, I had an email from a young couple. Hopefully, I can find it. They were 25 and 26. And things weren't so good. Things weren't so hot. So here's the email. Dear Maureen, I saw your TEDx talk on no-sex marriage and was very interested in it. And 
just how it resonated within my own relationship with my long-term girlfriend. We constantly argue about our mismatched libidos and, quite frankly, a lack of passion, whether it be initiation, exploration, or frequency. We have relations about once a week, give or take, but it's quite a struggle to get her in the mood. I pride myself on being honest and open. Sex and intimacy were never taboo growing up. I've asked what things turn her on, how to touch her, or get her in the mood. I'm very giving and always make sure to give her an orgasm first and make sure she's taken care of. She's mentioned that sex with me is great and that I'm attentive, but that she gets overstimulated and gets a stomach-churning feeling if she orgasms too much, which leads her to being bitter and upset with me. I'm 26 and she's 25. I feel like we should not be having these kinds of issues. I love her and want to be her everything, but I'm just really hurting by all this rejection that comes up frequently. Whoa. Dan. Brutal. It's young. Yeah, there are issues there. I did write back to Dan and, uh, and you know, one, of, one thing that, um, that sticks out is the fact that uh, when she experiences or- an orgasm, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit later on in the program, she feels overstimulated and gets a stomach-churning feeling. That can often be associated with anxiety. There may be some guilt there. I don't know. It would require a sexual health uh, assessment, especially at this age. I always get worried when somebody wants to be somebody else's everything. Call me uh, <laughs> cold. <laughs> uh, but that's not the case. You can't be somebody's everything. And again, when you're looking at your relationship or you're in a relationship, you need to look inward, not outward. I have Johan on the line. Hello, Johan. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad. Fabulous. Enjoying this beautiful weather we got here. Isn't it great? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you have a long rubber coat on down to your ankles like I do, you should be fine. (laughs) 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 And hunter boots. So, Johan... The yeah. question. <laughs> you know the question, do you? Yeah, I do know the question. Okay. I just heard the other guy answer. Um, so that's I'm, not the answer. So you. Get... I I'm sorry I'm a guy again. I'm not sure where all the women are. Maybe they're all um, enjoying their Sunday afternoon, which is a good thing, I guess. You know, this is the thing, though. You know, I mean, so many women come into my clinical practice, and they are like, I have no libido, I have low libido, I have low sexual desire, I love my husband, blah, blah, but I don't want to have sex with him. You know, they and they have to get into it. They have to, you know, a lot of women talk about body image and and their hair color or their, um, you know, their time that they don't have any time to themselves, that that kids are always at them or whatever. They need to take time to themselves, take care of themselves first. A little afternoon delight with a womanizer, I'm sure would be welcome. But anyway, Johan, what was your best year of or what what uh, year do you think is the best year of sex? (laughs) I'm going to guess it's going to be 35. (laughs) <laughs> it's not. I think no, it's not. Oh my goodness. No, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but why would you say thirty-five? Uh, that's, I, don't, I, I just heard it was it was a bit later on, especially for ladies. I don't know. But, Does it have anything to do with your experience? Well, I'm, I'm honestly thirty-five right now. Oh, my sex life is amazing. So maybe that could have something to do with it too. It could be but, a little uh, bit of a biased answer there, Johan. <laughs> but I appreciate. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. You have a good night. Take care. Thanks, you too. And one last caller here for now before we go to break. Hello, Lisa. Hi. How are you? 
I'm I'm good. I'm fine. Good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Finally, a woman who dares I, to own her sexuality here. <laughs> I just I just tuned in and I thought, oh, I gotta put. I have to. I have to call. You gotta we call. Are, we are. We are out here. We are out there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Do you know what you're calling about? I do. Oh, I good. Do. Okay. All right. Drum roll, please. <laughs> What is the best year? <laughs> oh, okay. Now, I'm speaking by experience. I think I'm a little bit older than the couple of callers that have just called in. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 45. Eh, not the right age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn it. I know. Darn, darn it. it. Oh, but, okay. but darn close. <laughs> <laughs> there are no rules with this game anyway. <laughs> well, that's based on your own experience, did you say? Yes, it is. Yeah, so yeah, and yeah. that was your best year? It, it it was. Yeah, I've been uh I've been widowed now for going on 4 years. Oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm 51, so I'm thinking of you know, those best years and uh right. you know, I think I think it's more like at that time at least for me it was more about, you know, the kids are grown and yeah. I don't have to worry about that and it was just about me and him and Oh nice. Those were oh. those were good those were good years. You know what? <laughs> You're close enough. You win the womanizer. The age is oh. forty six. Oh, <laughs> That was a good year, too. <laughs> oh, good, good. Anyway, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Thank you. All right, excellent. And I will send it out to you. Uh, we're, and so we'll just you take your detail, give your details to Amir. Great. All, All right. right. Take care, Lisa. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. So we do have, uh, <laughs> have a little winner there. Anyway, we've got lots more to talk about, so do stay with me. And when I return, we're going to address some of those subjects about perfectly imperfect relationships. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath finally awarded the womanizer to a woman. I really didn't want to award it specifically to a woman. I, I really wanted somebody who guessed the right age. And according to Happify, which was a collection of online surveys, the people have their happiest sex life at the age of 46, but the best sex of their lives typically happens in the 40s for people. And there's some other cool factoids about sex as well. Among them, couples that uh, boink (laughs) once a week on average are the happiest. So just once a week, that's all. If you initiate that once a week, ladies, you're going to be even happier or he's going to be even happier. Anyway, um, the typical person, single and married, has sex two to three times a month. So if you're not doing it every day, don't worry about it. Uh, your neighbors aren't either. So, but keep knocking the boots on the reg, okay? Because older couples that have regular sex are happier than those who do it less often. By older, I mean older than 25. And nearly 50% of couples said the best sex of their lives was with their current partner, regardless of age, even if it happened 10 or 15 years ago. I'm kidding, of course. Um, But if you're around 46, make sure to choose your lover wisely because you want to have rocket science sex, hot rocket sex. Uh, So we're going to talk about that perfectly imperfect relationship because that's what they are. And so a lot of people... Uh, you know, we're looking for somebody, but they are looking for that perfect person. And with online dating and all of those apps out there, we have the ability to develop a list. We have this criteria. We send it out into the uh, into the um, internet through, through um, <laughs> cyberspace. That's the word I'm looking for. And uh, we're hoping that we find the perfect 
person, but all we're doing is perpetual window shopping because we're we're looking for somebody who's going to meet all of our needs, who's going to be be our, our partner, our spouse, our lover, our confidant, our helper, our plumber, our candlestick maker, because we have been fed these fairy tales that tell us that love should be easy or else it isn't love. And that's not the case with love, let me tell you. Uh, So when I come back, I'm going to tell you the truth about love and relationships and sex and everything else. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Well, I did give away one prize, but I do have another one. And this is really because I happen to have some silver balls in my handbag, which I typically you will find in my handbag. (laughs) because they were popularized by the book Fifty Shades of Grey, in case any of you have ever heard of that. Um, millions of women in the suburbs took to their beds in the afternoon, finally, <laughs> and, and did a little self-exploration. But the silver balls are just a great little arousal trick, and especially if you're in a longer-term relationship, which is what we're talking about now. So give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you want to win the balls, and I'll tell you what you do with them. Um, you know, this is around soulmates and, and internet dating, online dating, and perfectly imperfect relationships, and 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 looking for that perfect person. And so, you know, we're we're in dangerous territory these days because of the online dating and the internet dating and Tinder, and you never know if you're going to meet, you know, a fatal attraction on Tinder. Um, Many do. I had quite the story in my clinical practice last week um, about that. But, um, and, and, you know, that that's a big risk out there. But another risk is this relationship shopping or this window shopping, which which can go on forever, because you're, you're trying to find that person who meets that criteria, that soulmate. I don't actually believe in soulmates. I think that you can't, I don't actually think there's a lid for every pot. I think there's a number of lids for <laughs> a number of pots. Like, mm. like, I think it's, you know, time and place, you might meet somebody and, but you could have just as easily fallen in love with somebody else had you met them at a different time and place. So I don't think it's sort of that, um, you know, it, it's where people are at the time. And there's a whole bunch of factors that come into play. But a lot of people write people off. They write off people who, you know, don't aren't, aren't the height that they want or don't have the socioeconomic background that they want. In fact, I was talking to a patient recently, and all he kept talking about was you know, he feels that he's not good enough because he doesn't feel like his career has advanced enough. And all of the women that he gets involved with, it's always around their Gucci bag or their the car that they drive, um, you know, or the, you know, the hotels that they're staying at. And it's all around this sort of money thing. And, you know, and I said, you know, you got to ditch the money thing about looking for the right woman because you don't even mention anything about this woman or these women. It's all about what kind of a car they drive. If they have a, an expensive BMW or, uh, or a Mercedes or, and, and the type of clothing that they wear or, you know, Jimmy Choo's shoes. And, and so it's really all about that, that he seems to be more attracted to. I called him on it and I said, listen, you have to be the person you are the most in love with is the one you are willing to spend penniless in a hut with in the woods. Okay. Well, that's going a little bit too far. Maybe, maybe the Fairmont Pacific Rim, but aside from that, anything lower? No. Um, but, uh, no, the I'm, I'm actually really serious about this. It's not somebody, it's not about what they have. It's about, um, 
the, who they are. And it's not about them completing you. That's a gagger. Um, you know, gag with that kind of thing. They complete me. I mean, complete yourself. You have to be uh, emotionally mature and self-actualized and as much as possible at whatever age you're at and continue to uh, be the best person that you can be. Of course, any time at the beginning of a relationship, we have hormones that um, are released in our brains and it makes us feel, you know, so happy. Uh, we have this idea or this perception that infatuation equates love. And love points out that the clinical, the uh, sorry, that the initial stages of a relationship you know, often leave that brain flooded with those happy molecules and that chemical that heightens the both that emotional and physical attraction. And once these molecules subside, that's when issues surface in a relationship that can lead to conflict and sometimes even breakup. So that's why you have to get to know the person. They may look good on paper and anyone who knows anything about people who look good on paper, they often don't look good in real life. So you you have to know, you know, what a person is made of. And, and, and even going through those conflicts, that can be um, bonding for your relationship. And those initial sparks may lessen in intensity as the relationship, pro- relationship progresses, but you can actually stay in a long-term relationship with your brain firing many years later, uh, especially if you keep those fires going and you keep those fires going by going through issues and solving problems and conflicts in your relationship, that actually makes you feel more bonded together. And no relationship is free of speed bumps or issues or conflicts. But we, if we anticipate this imperfection and find healthy ways to hang in there, as opposed to, you know, this, this getting married and everybody thinks that it's going to be this blissful life, And quite frankly, that was the intention of my TEDx talk, the no sex, marriage, masturbation, cheating, loneliness and shame was because everybody thinks that um, everybody thinks that people get married. And that just means like a lifelong uh, period, you know, lifelong, fabulous sex whenever you want it initiated by one or the other. That's not the case. I have Todd on the line who talked. Who wants to talk about what I'm talking about? Hello, Todd. Hi. Hi how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Um, I had the experience before that um, I went through a dating site and then met a Filipino woman, and um, basically, it uh, we got married, and then we had a daughter together named Lucille, who is 19 years old now, and uh, basically it wasn't what I thought it was meant to be and not uh, the marriage. And and then later on, I tried to work out a relationship and just she ended up cheating on me and I asked for my divorce and moved on and been dating ever since other women and things like that. When he said to uh, basically uh, go out and do things and I'm doing that now in my life and I feel happy ever since I've uh, been doing that in my life and it was uh, disappointing uh, to go through divorce and separation, but I learned from that and have moved on from that. And now I'm in the dating, uh, dating thing for my life right now. Good for you, Todd. That's excellent. You know, we all have difficult times in life. We all face challenges. Divorce is very challenging, very difficult. Uh, there's There can be PTSD after divorce, you know, dealing with all of those emotions, 
that you go through, the rejection, the loss, the loss of the marriage, the grief. And, and when children are involved, it makes it even that much more difficult. So that's exactly what you need to do. Go through that grieving process and move on and be open. That's what I, the point of this is to be open to other people coming into your life. And so one way as well, like you might actually fear intimacy. And so you have to really take a look at that. You may also have some harsh self-perceptions that may make your life miserable, but because they've been with you for such a long period of time, you're afraid to give them up. And so they're scary to actually question. So this fear of intimacy and also this, this critic, this inner critic also can make your relationship that much more challenging. And then all relationships are likely to challenge us. And so you want to find somebody that you really like and invest in that relationship, not somebody who looks good on paper. So stop looking for the perfect partner. I actually had a um, patient who had given birth to twins and she said their, their, their marriage was so miserable and, and it was just about a year ago or less than a year ago that they, she'd given birth to twins. And when she put the announcement in the paper, she wrote something like, you know, so-and-so and I are delighted or thrilled to have, you know, um, these, these babies. And she said she knew that that was a lie, that they were not happy in their relationship. I mean, maybe they were, they were happy to have the babies, obviously. Um, but he had been married before. He didn't want any more children. She sort of talked him into it. She knew that she'd had a history of, of sexual abuse and there was infidelity in the marriage. And so there were so many things that had happened and they just didn't have the tools to deal with any of those issues. So you want to focus on your own feelings and behaviors. You can't feel another person's feelings. Your own emotional responses are what you experience. So your loving feelings are arguably what make you the best about being in love. Do you understand that? It's about you. It's not the other person. You can nourish your ability to love and care for another person by engaging in behavior that is sensitive, kind, and loving. And so sharing those close experiences breeds more loving feelings. So just don't rule people out because of your window shopping ways or your desire to find somebody who everybody's going to say, wow, look who she's with. But you know what? When you get home behind closed doors, they may cheat on you. They may be abusive. They may be alcoholics. They may be substance users and abusers, but they may have looked great on paper. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Can't believe we're in the final strokes of the program. That's because we had so much fun trying to give out a womanizer earlier to, <laughs> to a woman. Anyway, if you want to win the my sex mischief silver balls, popularized by Fifty Shades of Grey that I just pulled out of my handbag there, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Now, I have so many women who come into my clinical practice, as I said, they're like, oh, you know, I'm here for my little libido. I don't really, I want to stay married. I love my husband. We haven't had sex in four years, blah, blah. And, you know, they talk of stories in the past where they were getting into corsets and into their husband's Corvette and texting him from the car and having hot, wild, passionate sex. And, uh, and so I say, well, what's changed since then? And so they talk about things like their vaginal health has changed. So I want to address vaginal health. You can be, especially in the perimenopausal years, the menopausal years, after you've had a baby, breastfeeding, all those times in a woman's life when the estrogen and the hormones are fluctuating, 
you know, you can get vaginal dryness and that can lead to painful sex and that can lead to low sexual desire. So you have to have good vaginal health because you want to, if you want to have a good orgasm, you got to have good vaginal health. So that's kind of the precursor to an orgasm. I'm going to talk about orgasms very shortly. So the thing about vaginal dryness is you either need a personal moisturizer. And so I think the best one there on the market right now is called FEMME, P-H-E-M-M-E. I have some of that too. If you want me, I can send that to you as well. (laughs) Give me a call. I have boxes of that. But anyway, um, that's great because it has an applicator with the hormone-free, over-the-counter personal moisture on the moisturizer inside. And so you just shoot it into your vagina, insert the little applicator into your vagina and shoot it inside. And that's actually where the problem is. And so that's where the treatment goes. So anything that doesn't have an applicator is not worth it's uh, salt. And it's actually, this is really uh, economic. This one is like $22 and it'll last you, you know, two months. Whereas the other ones are like 40 to $70 and you have to use your hands and it, it's not going to work when you're just putting it on your labia. So anyway, <clears throat> good vaginal health will help you with an orgasm, which is really important. So will these silver balls. They will help you to experience an orgasm. I'm going to tell you how. But one of the best kind of orgasms that you can have is the finally orgasm. It's the holy grail of orgasms. And that's when you've had a few test runs and you finally make it over the edge with your new partner. You have a shared victory, the two of you. And finally, which is fantastic. You know, most women need clitoral stimulation to experience orgasm or real life orgasms do take practice. And in fact, women only had a 32% chance of climaxing if they'd never hooked up with their partner before, but a 51% chance if they'd hooked up six times or more in the past. That's according to data analyzed by Justin Laymiller, PhD director of the social psychology graduate program at Ball State University. So that's one type of uh, orgasm. Do not let your inner anxious, critic, monologue person speaking, speak to you in any way because it's an orgasm killer. Am I moving the right way? Is my thigh looking okay? Are the lights low enough? Try to focus on your breath, meditation, taking uh, nice, slow, deep breaths. Actually guide your, the person that you're with to touch you in the right spot. And you need to have touched yourself before to know what feels good. And then you can communicate that to your partner or husband, or whomever you're with, the neighbor, whatever. Uh, so then there's the long-term relationship. I'm kidding. I don't condone extramarital relationships. Or sex uh, robot, I guess. Or, or you're with your sex robot. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you tell your sex robot, and they, and they <laughs> respond just you know, way better than any guy ever could think of responding. <laughs> and they're actually going to answer you, which is fabulous. Um, so also the long-term relationship. Yes, you can have an orgasm in a long-term relationship because you have that secure bond. You've laid the groundwork for incredible orgasms because women can give themselves permission to experience their sexuality in all of its technicolor power, which is fantastic. And so when you make your partner part of that process, your connection grows even deeper. But you know what? There's lots of problems with uh, experiencing orgasm for women. And so some women turn to a vibrator or turn on a vibrator, shall I say. But you know, one of the biggest problems with vibrators is that they don't find the right spot and they don't stay in the right spot. And that's a problem. And so they're roaming all over the bedroom. And... And you're not. Uh, So that is why I recommend the Womanizer, which is a clitoral suckling device. Okay. And so it finds the right spot and it stays there. You don't have to do any of the work. Okay. It is a to the moon and back orgasm. You can have multiples. You can have many different types of orgasms. It is the best uh, sex toy on the market. It's the only one I sell, in fact, uh, or I provide in a therapeutic way to my patients. So... 
Uh, this week, if you order a womanizer this week and you just give the code, uh, what would the code be? Like, oh, uh, just say orgasm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I suppose that's a good one. A good one. Uh, you'll get $25 off your order. So if you want to order one for Christmas for the lovely lady, and I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving and she'll never ask for anything again. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, believe you me. Um, so that's that. I, I also want to talk a little bit about um, another new laser treatment for vaginal dryness. Uh, I was speaking, well, we actually have it in our clinical practice. You can get more information at NorthVancouverWomensClinic.ca. That's NorthVancouverWomensClinic.ca. It's called the Mona Lisa Touch. And it will actually, so you don't have to use any personal moisturizer or low-dose localized estrogen therapy. That's the other treatment. Um, for uh, vaginal dryness or painful sex. It can lead to a prolapse. So you want to deal with your prolapse too. It may be a pessary or surgical option. So if, if your bladder has fallen down, especially after you've had a baby vaginally, that can lead to painful sex as well. But this Mona Lisa Touch is actually for vaginal dryness. And we've had we've done a number of women in our clinical practice. We've treated a number of women who've had vaginal dryness or genitourinary syndrome of menopause. And so I was speaking to a woman who finished her three treatments, which is three treatments over um, 18 weeks. And she said after the first treatment, she was leaking urine. She was using a few pads a day. And after the first treatment, she was dry. Now, there aren't studies out there necessarily to confirm this, but we're getting a lot of anecdotal reports that will help that the Mona Lisa touch will help with leakage of urine in addition to what it is indicated for, which is vaginal dryness. So it restores you back to your teenage years when really the sex was the best, okay? Uh, you had no mortgage, no kids, no worries at all. And, uh, <laughs> okay, maybe the parents walking in. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Can't believe we're in the final strokes of the program. That's because we had so much fun trying to give out a womanizer earlier to, <laughs> to a woman. Anyway, if you want to win the my sex... Mischief Silver Balls, popularized by Fifty Shades of Grey that I just pulled out of my handbag there. <laughs> Give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Now, I have so many women who come into my clinical practice, as I said, they're like, oh, you know, I'm here for my little libido. I don't really, I want to stay married. I love my husband. We haven't had sex in four years, blah, blah. And, you know, they talk of stories in the past where they were getting into corsets and into their husband's Corvette and texting him from the car and having hot, wild, passionate sex. And, uh, and so I say, well, what's changed since then? And so they talk about things like their vaginal health has changed. So I want to address vaginal health. You can be, especially in the perimenopausal years, the menopausal years, after you've had a baby, breastfeeding, all those times in a woman's life when the estrogen and the hormones are fluctuating, you know, you can get vaginal dryness and that can lead to painful sex and that can lead to low sexual desire. So you have to have good vaginal health because you want to if you want to have a good orgasm, you got to have good vaginal health. So that's kind of the precursor to an orgasm. I'm going to talk about orgasms very shortly. So the thing about vaginal dryness is you either need a personal moisturizer. And so I think the best one there on the market right now is called FEMME, P-H-E-M-M-E. I have some of that too. If you want me, I can send that to you as well. <laughs> Give me a call. I have boxes of that. But anyway, um, that's great because it has an applicator with the hormone-free, over-the-counter personal moisture on the moisturizer inside. And so you just shoot it into your vagina, insert the little applicator into your vagina and shoot it inside. And that's actually where the problem is. And so that's where the treatment goes. So anything that doesn't have an applicator is not worth its uh, salt. And it's actually, this is really uh, economic. This one is like $22 and it'll last you, you know, two months 
whereas the other ones are like 40 to $70. And you have to use your hands, and it, it's not going to work when you're just putting it on your labia. So anyway, <clears throat> good vaginal health will help you with an orgasm, which is really important. So will these silver balls. They will help you to experience an orgasm. I'm going to tell you how. But one of the best kind of orgasms that you can have is the finally orgasm. It's the holy grail of orgasms. And that's when you've had a few test runs and you finally make it over the edge with your new partner. You have a shared victory, the two of you. And finally, which is fantastic. You know, most women need clitoral stimulation to experience orgasm or real life orgasms do take practice. And in fact, women only had a 32% chance of climaxing if they'd never hooked up with their partner before, but a 51% chance if they'd hooked up six times or more in the past. That's according to data analyzed by Justin Laymiller, PhD director of the social psychology graduate program at Ball State University. So that's one type of uh, orgasm. Do not let your inner anxious critic monologue person speaking speak to you in any way because it's an orgasm killer am i moving the right way is my thigh looking okay are the you know lights low enough try to focus on your breath meditation taking uh, nice slow deep breaths actually guide your the person that you're with to touch you in the right spot and you need to have touched yourself before to know what feels good and then you can communicate that to your partner or husband, or whomever you're with, the neighbor, whatever. Uh, so then there's the long-term relationship. I'm kidding. I don't condone extramarital relationships. Or sex uh, robot, I guess. Or, or you're with your sex robot, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you tell your sex robot, and they, and they <laughs> respond just, you know, way better than any guy ever could think of responding. <laughs> They're actually going to answer you, which is fabulous. Um, so also the long-term relationship. Yes, you can have an orgasm in a long-term relationship because you have that secure bond. You've laid the groundwork for incredible orgasms because women can give themselves permission to experience their sexuality in all of its technicolor power, which is fantastic. And so when you make your partner part of that process, your connection grows even deeper. But you know what? There's lots of problems with uh, experiencing orgasm for women. And so some women turn to a vibrator or turn on a vibrator, shall I say. But you know, one of the biggest problems with vibrators is that they don't find the right spot and they don't stay in the right spot. And that's a problem. And so they're roaming all over the bedroom. And... (laughs) And you're not. Uh, So that is why I recommend the Womanizer, which is a clitoral suckling device. Okay. And so it finds the right spot and it stays there. You don't have to do any of the work. Okay. It is a to the moon and back orgasm. You can have multiples. You can have many different types of orgasms. It is the best uh, sex toy on the market. It's the only one I sell, in fact, uh, or I provide in a therapeutic way to my patients. So... Uh, this week, if you order a womanizer this week and you just give the code, uh, what would the code be? Like, oh, uh, just say orgasm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I suppose that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you'll get $25 off your order. So if you want to order one for Christmas for the lovely lady, and I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving and she'll never ask for anything again. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Believe you me. Um, so that's that. I, I also want to talk a little bit about um, another new laser treatment for vaginal dryness. Uh, I was speaking, well, we actually have it in our clinical practice. You can get more information at NorthVancouverWomensClinic.ca. That's NorthVancouverWomensClinic.ca. It's called the Mona Lisa Touch. And it will actually, so you don't have to use any personal moisturizer or low-dose localized estrogen therapy. That's the other treatment. 
um, for uh, vaginal dryness or painful sex. It can lead to a prolapse. So you want to deal with your prolapse too. It may be a pessary or surgical option. So if, if your bladder has fallen down, especially after you've had a baby vaginally, that can lead to painful sex as well. But this Mona Lisa Touch is actually for vaginal dryness. And we've had we've done a number of women in our clinical practice. We've treated a number of women who've had vaginal dryness or genitourinary syndrome of menopause. And so I was speaking to a woman who'd finished her three treatments, which is three treatments over um, 18 weeks. And she said after the first treatment, she was leaking urine. She was using a few pads a day. And after the first treatment, she was dry. Now, there aren't studies out there necessarily to confirm this, but we're getting a lot of anecdotal reports that will help that the Mona Lisa touch will help with leakage of urine in addition to what it is indicated for, which is vaginal dryness. So it restores you back to your teenage years when really the sex was the best, okay? Uh, you had no mortgage, no kids, no worries at all. And, uh, <laughs> okay, maybe the parents walking in. Yeah, that was a bit of a fear, but but um, fortunately they would go away on vacation. Um, anyway, so those are the types of orgasms that you need to have. So this, the silver balls, and you still have a minute to call, um, you, what you can do is actually, and I've mentioned this before, these are arousing if they are inserted into your vagina. And I did get an email about, uh, somebody asked me if a condom could get stuck in their vagina. And yes, it could. Of course it could break and part of it could be in your vagina. If you're not comfortable fishing it out or your partner's not comfortable fishing it out, which is absolutely fine. If either one of you want to go fishing a little expedition and just take it out, but you could also go to your doctor who can do a, an exam and actually remove that. I have removed things from people's vaginas or also given them the bad news. There's nothing in there <laughs> that they thought they lost something in there. But um, so back to the silver balls. So the silver balls, you can run them under warm or cold water, whatever your pleasure, whatever you like, and then insert them into your vagina and they can get around. You can start to get aroused by them. It's it's arousing to have a different uh, temperature sensation in there and also have, you know, squeezing your PC muscles, keeping those inside of you. And it can be arousing and you can text your partner who's emptying the dishwasher downstairs, I'm sure, uh, or helping out uh, doing some other housework or putting the kids to bed. And that can get both of you excited. And then you are far more likely to actually... Um, to actually have one of those partnered orgasms. Anyway, I can't believe we're out of time. You've been a great audience tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're out of time. This show goes by so quickly, but whatever I didn't cover tonight, I promise you I will cover next week. So please come back to me next week. Otherwise, go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter, at back, the number two, the bedroom. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKN. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.